With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom, reach new audiences, and bring important information to the public free of charge. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Visit www.realitycheck.radio forward slash donate. We became aware of Robbie Shefford and his A Man with a Plan and a Caravan Initiative. And naturally, we wanted to know more. Mental health, as we know, is a critical issue that affects millions of people worldwide, probably affects more people than ever now, particularly in the last few years, let's say. The stigma surrounding mental health often prevents people from seeking help, leading to potentially devastating consequences. One man from Geraldine is taking a different approach to address the issue. Robbie, with his race tractor and caravan, is touring the country to start conversations about mental health and well-being, and he joins us this morning on Reality Check Radio. Hi, Robbie. Are you well? I'm good. Are you well? Mentally well? Yeah, no, not too bad, actually. Yep. Now, a couple of questions. Goose Rooter. Where does that come from, for for crying out loud? Uh, That was a name uh, that I was given years ago in the transport industry. I was a... I was an engineer and mechanic and uh, had a late night breakdown one night with the Kenworth truck. Yep. I absolutely I absolutely hate Kenworths. Um, so I was fixing this broken down Kenworth and uh, in the process they had what they call a gooseneck trailer on it, semi trailer. Yep. And I, I got several um several fingers jammed in the fifth wheel plate of this gooseneck trailer. So uh oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So in the middle of the night trying to fix this trailer, uh, the fix this truck and then I ended up with you know, several jammed fingers still trying to fix this truck. So that's where the nickname come from. Not a fan of Kenworths, are they not? Uh, well, they're not reliable. They're not. They're American, aren't they? Fundamentally, yes. They, well, yeah, they're American, but American style built in Australia. Uh, no, I've never been a big fan of them. They're just uh, basically a heap of junk. But I mean, it's that old thing of you know, uh, like Ford versus Holden, Holden versus Ford. It's the same with the trucks, whether you drive a Kenworth, a Mac, or a Western Star. So I just you know. Took the piss out of that a wee bit, but that was because one of our drivers ran out of fuel at Arthur's Pass on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Um, so I made a video bagging, you know, Kenworth drivers. Um, and since then, yeah, I've been doing more and more videos, yeah, bagging Kenworth drivers. But uh, yeah. since then, I've actually become great mates with Yogi Kendall off Outback Truckers, who drives a big purple Kenworth. And and I was trying to figure out, you know, weird how, how the world works, because I hate them. He drives one. But he could see past, you know, the Kenworth bullshit and banter to what I was doing around life and mental health and positive thinking. So he invited me to a truck show over there. So I've done a couple of truck shows with Yogi, a couple with Sludge and one with Steve Graham. So I have here on my notes your background, farming, engineering. Um, that goes to the Goose Rooter um, yeah. nickname, let's say. Firefighter, scout leader, truck driver, mechanic, and a distinctive New Zealand personality. What is a distinctive New Zealand personality, do you think, Robbie? I think it's just someone that stands out that, uh, you know, essentially I call a spade a spade. Um, it is what it is. And a Kenworth's a heap of junk, so it is what it is. Yeah. But um, I think it's just, you know, pe- pe- being recognisable, but being recognisable for the right reasons, I suppose. And that was, you know, sort of something happened to me years ago within the fire service around mental health. I started talking about life. And uh, it just sort of snowballed from there, from talking about life to being out on the road with the caravan. Yeah, because um, the other New Zealand personality 
possibly is is quite timid, never wants to um, cause insult, would much rather not say anything that say than say something, maybe not confident in expressing their views, holding stuff in, let's say. Is, is that fair enough to also observe that in the New Zealand character? Well, that, that's, that's our biggest problem, especially men, is holding stuff in, isn't it? Yeah. Bottling stuff up. Um, and just, you know, going back to that, what, what you said is, yeah, not one fear of uh, upsetting people. So people just, you know, keep their opinions to themselves. Yeah. And though, you know, males, well, speaking as a male, it doesn't seem natural to be too gushy with feelings. No, well, that's because that's what's been... Um, drummed into us over the years, you know, men are men and they, you know, suck it up and get on with life and uh, make the most out of a bad situation, but you can still make the most out of a bad situation and have feelings at the same time. Why do you think there is so much, you know, suffering in mental health terms, given you could argue that life's never been better historically? Uh, someone popped up on a, a video of mine I did years ago and they, they actually said, why is there so much mental health trouble now compared to 20 years ago? And I just replied and I said, well, for the same reason that there's so many gay and lesbian marriages now compared to 20 years ago, because it's more socially acceptable to talk about. And it's the same with mental health. Over the years, yo, people have been talking about it more and more, so it's become uh, more of a forefront uh, conversation, not forefront enough, but... Um, it's just being more acceptable to talk about our, our situation in life, whether it's good or bad. What are the common factors that you see as you travel around and you talk to people and you, you know, you, you're obviously engaging on this issue a lot? What, what are the common things that keep coming up? Do you notice any? Um, loneliness is the biggest one um, and overthinking. So one of the, you know, being out and about at truck shows, you know, machinery shows, A&P shows and that sort of thing, I sort of tell my story in life. So, yeah, I was the engineer, the mechanic, dairy farm and that sort of thing. But I ended up in the loony bin, you know, for a few nights. This was, you know, way, you know, quite a few years ago now. Yeah. But, yeah, so, so I ended up in the loony bin. So it's not something I'm proud of, but it's not something I'm ashamed of because I can talk about it. And when I um, I'm out at my shows and events and that, yeah, I take the old race tractor and, yeah, that was built for tractor pull. But it was, it's also become that tool in the toolbox as an icebreaker. So, yeah. you know, people come up and talk about the tractor or the truck because the truck's the only one of its kind still on the road in New Zealand. But then I tell my story of life of how I ended up in the loony bin for a few, you know, a few nights. So as I said, I'm not proud of it, but not ashamed of it. But it's when I tell people that they, I can see the look of relief on their face of shit. We're not the only one dealing with these sort of issues. And it's what I you know, try and get people to look at the positives in life. And when you jump in the truck or the tractor or you know, whatever you're doing for the day, the, the brain's got a sort of tendency to focus on all the negatives in life. So once you and you, know, you get into the truck or the tractor in the morning and the your problems are the size of a teaspoon, but you overthink them all day because you're by yourself. So you overthink and overthink. So you get to the end of the day, those same problems have turned into the size of like a 10-litre bucket. Yeah. So... It's trying to get people to uh, look at life in a different way and a positive aspect and count the joys in life rather than their positive, uh, sorry, yeah, count the joys in life rather than their negatives in life. And they'll soon realize that the joys in life outweigh the negatives in life. And the biggest thing it is, it is the hardest thing to do is 
change that uh, habit and mindset of focusing on the joys. How did you end up, if you don't mind me asking, and you don't have to answer, um, in what you describe as the loony bin? What what pushed you there? What took you there? Uh, de- uh, depression and a bit of bipolar. Right. Okay. So, um, and it was, you know, sometimes you know, back and forth to you know, the doctor and you know, try different things that you know, this isn't working, that's not working, this has helped a wee bit and that sort of sort of thing it you know, hasn't helped. But but being there sort of under their full time care, so I was only for like for three three or four days. Yeah. But it was there there and they could see the um see the changes at, at the same time. And I think that was actually probably the best thing of it all is rather than going away, um you know, and uh, then coming back and having an appointment with them and just basically bullshitting them, saying, oh, yeah, it's working, it's working. They they could actually see you know, how well different uh, treatments were you know, working in different ways. Do pharmaceutical treatments work? Yes. They do? Yes. Um, okay. A lot of people, you know, don't want don't to, you, know, you know, take the you know, pills, tablets or whatever because Sometimes they can see that as the um, being the well, it's a last resort, but mm. it's also oh shit, I've been given something, I'm taking something. That's almost like somebody's be- being labelled, like a lot of people don't, but like being labelled. Um, but when you know, people take something, it's like I'm tr- just trying to think of the right words. It's of yeah, if they're taking something, it works. It's almost like they've been diagnosed with something. And at the end of the day, it, you know, to me and to a lot of people, that doesn't matter because if they, if you're taking something and it's working, great, yeah, because it's going to change your whole aspect of life and thinking for the better. And it's like taking a um, a vehicle to the to the mechanic, and the mechanic says, "Oh, well, it needs a fuel filter and it needs glow plugs," and then you're like, "Oh, right, okay," and then you go away and you don't do anything about it. The truck's still going to be running like shit. Yeah, but if you do the fuel filter or do the injectors or do the glow plugs or whatever, you've got a diagnosis, but you've also got a result, and that's the a lot of the stigma around that mental health is actually taking something. But at the end of the day, I yeah, I was taking stuff and it worked great. I was yeah, you know, completely different person. Um, and but that's a lot. I think a lot of the stigma around it as well. Do you have to stay on it, or then the next um? The next thing is to try and come off and and be just default without it, right? But maintain so, the, the. Yeah, you did right. So, like, I was taking stuff years ago, and I didn't, you know, oh, I probably took it for a couple of years, and then you know, slowly weaned myself off it at different times, and thought, uh, no, actually, this is working, so I carried on taking it. Um, but I have, you know, I haven't taken anything for a long, long time now, but. Um, it's not necessarily something that you're going to have to take for the rest of your life. It might just be something that you've got to take to get you through the bad patch in life, uh, you know, uh, like a, basically a chemical imbalance. So you're yeah. taking something to get the balance right, and then once you can work with um, work with the doctors, work with yourself or your partner or family or that sort of thing, slowly you can make adjustments uh, in life that you, d- you don't have to be reliant on it. Tell me, what is a tractor pull? I think I know what it, it literally means. Just describe that. 
if you don't mind. Um, so a tractor pull is a, it's called a weight transfer tractor pull. So the further you're pulling basically a weight up a, a hundred meter track, the further you pull the weight, the heavier the weight gets until you get to a point that you stop. Right. And then, and then basically, you know, basically once you get to that, that point that, you know, that's the end of your run, but uh, there's different categories for different size tractors and that sort of thing. So I might, you know, my, we, we modified tractor isn't going to go uh, competing against a big 420 horsepower fence or anything like that. There's different categories for different tractors, but it's, it's, it's been a really good day out. We've done it at Mayfield for, I don't know, probably six or eight years. Um, and then they do that, like they do it down in Southland as well. Um, and it's, it's basically a, well, just competition, but it's also a competition between the tractors so that the young drivers can go out and at the pub at the end of the day, oh, my tractor pulled better than your tractor sort of thing. <laughs> Mine's bigger than yours. Yeah, I, yeah exa- exactly. I just didn't want to say it like that. Yeah, but, exactly. But, um, That's why yeah, so it, but it's also uh, yeah, a really good day up for you know, anyone, you know, whether it's the townies or the farmers, but um, it's just something different. It's not a, a huge sport in New Zealand, but we're hoping to grow it. Yeah. Um, there's several different, you know, tractor pull clubs in New Zealand, um, but it is, uh, yeah, we're hoping to grow it. And your truck, yeah, I think you described it as the only one of its kind, or something like that. So you have to, yeah. you have to explain that. But that's a, it's a Nissan CK20. Uh, it's nearly forty years old, so it's the only one that I'm aware of that's still on the roads on a regular basis in New Zealand. I still know of a few farm trucks that um, are. Yeah, you know, farm trucks for a reason because they won't get you know, COF to get back on the road. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's the only one round that's got pink, like everything else I've got. It's you know, it's pink. It's got yeah. pink wheels, pink sign writing, and that's just you know that helps get the message out there as well because it's yeah, you know, the pink writing stands out. You must have um, had some quite amazing experiences uh, along the way with people. Can you recount any of those? Um, yeah, no, it's, it's been quite good talking to, you know, lots of people over life and that sort of thing. But the, the best sort of experience with over life was, um, uh, Yogi off Outback Truckers invited me over to a truck show in Melbourne. So I went over there and, um, I, uh, rocked on up to him. It's the first time I'd met him. I had the camera rolling and, uh, I, bugger off, kid. Um, I said, to him, I, yeah, I walked up to him and said, G'day, Yogi, how's it going? I said, you know, every kid's fantasy is meeting a celebrity. I said, to tell me, Yogi, what's it like meeting a celebrity? So it's one of those situations, if you didn't have it filmed, you couldn't do a a second take of it, or it had to be a spur-of-the-moment thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that's the best, you know, the best one. But it's just a lot of them are all good experiences, just meeting people for, like, the first time that have seen my videos over the years around life and positive thinking that have come up and they've said, hey, Robbie, love your stuff. You've helped us out a lot. Yeah. Um, what's your advice then, if anyone's listening now, they're feeling low, they're depressed, and I can relate to it, but I only through hearing other experiences, because I, I have never suffered, I don't think, from the clinical you know, definition of that. Um, but I know it's like, you know, people call it the black dog and, it, you know, you can't even get out of bed, some people. People are feeling low right now and they're listening to you. Um, they can't physically come and see you right now. Maybe they can at some point. But what would you say to them right now? 
the biggest thing I would have to say is to reach out. Reach out for help. Yep. doesn't matter whether you go onto my page and watch my videos or talk to friend or family members or, or that sort of thing. But it's reaching out. A problem shared is a problem half. And sometimes even just talking with people can change your whole mindset around you know, being in that dark spot. And it, But it's just the big thing is getting help, getting support to get you through those darker days. Is it better to 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 access that via someone you don't know or because the first well no one wants their family members to think that you've got a problem i could be wrong about that is is it better to some to sometimes it is um so the first well, i went and seen my gp this was years ago and he yep. said to me he said um i told him what was going on he said oh, if anyone if anyone's going to notice anything it'll be your gp and i was like Hang on, mate. We only come and see you once or twice a year. Yeah, yeah, um, right. So how are you going to, you know, how are you going to tell us, you know, what you what you observe and that sort of thing? So sometimes going to a stranger for advice is quite good, but then it's also sometimes going to family members or friends because they will have seen a shift in your uh, lifestyle or in your way of thinking or and and, and in your mood. So. Yeah. I, you know, my two brothers are a bit like me, where, you know, get three of us together and it's quite a good comedy act. But um, when I talked to them and told them, you know, after, after later on down the track, we'd catch up, they'd, they'd rock and, okay, Robbie, how's it going? How's the mental health? So they asked because they cared, but they asked in that sarcastic manner that they didn't want to carry on the conversation. Yeah. So you've got to pick and choose who you want to talk to. And sometimes you don't know if it's the right person to talk to until you've opened up to them yeah um and if they if you open up to them and they just start mocking you well you know that you're talking to the wrong person and one of the things i have and as a lot of people have found out through uh dealing you know, with the black dog and mental health and that sort of thing is you find out who your true friends are right. and it's the ones that help you and stick beside you are your true friends and what's the best way to broach it to be what completely open and honest um, and like literally say, hey, uh, I need to tell you, I got a big problem here. Dang, um, dang, uh, are there there are there ways that you can? Well, there's like there's lots of different ways of thinking on that, right? So on in Australia, they have it's okay day. So yep. if I come up, if I come up to you and get say, good day, Paul, how's it going? Are you okay? So yeah, you, know, you might you know, say, well, actually, Robbie, no, I'm a bit shit, but then. Yeah. Sometimes you might be, yeah, no, I'm good, thanks, and put a facade on and you carry on. Um, so to me, it's more like the 20 questions sort of thing. Sit down and have a have a coffee with your mate or your brother or sister. Um, and sometimes it's the 20 questions, just talking about life or tractors or whatever. And then you get a bit further into the conversation and you know, the, the conversation will shift because they've got that sense of connection and that sense of trust that's, um, they step, then open up, and I've had that in the you know the garage at home when I was building the tractor and, and the caravan, or just at truck shows. People come up and sort of have a bit of a yarn about life and that sort of thing, and they go, "Actually, Robbie, yeah, we're not, you know, we're not not feeling the best." And I've I've had people in the caravan and that sort of thing have full on meltdowns because they've talked to someone that actually understands, wow. and that's the biggest thing too is talking to someone that understands it as opposed to someone that's going to pretend to understand it and then mock you behind your back. What's it like when that happens? Not prying, but obviously curious. It must be quite some moment when that 
when they yeah. have a meltdown. Yeah, well, meltdown or, yeah, yeah, let, um, let it, or let it go, you know, just let it go. Yeah, let, let it go. It's, 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 it's quite, you know, to me, it's quite rewarding in the sense that, yeah, I've spent years talking about life and positive thinking, then I've got caravans. So, yeah, you know, it's quite rewarding that they come up and say, hey, Robbie, love your stuff, you know, um, and you've helped us out a, a lot. And, you know, then you know, they have a bit of a, a bit of a bit of a bubble, but it's also even though I might have met them for the first time that they they know there's that sense of trust there because they know I've been through it. So uh, yeah, that's quite that's quite rewarding from that side of things. But yeah, if you get the wrong person to talk to, yeah, it's, it can just yeah backfire sometimes too. Is this your purpose in life? Do you think? Well, I actually believe it is now. So when I was uh, what was I doing? I was da- dairy farming 10 odd years ago and I dislocated a knee. Yeah. Um, so I had surgery way back then. And then in the last four or five years, I've had five surgeries, three infections. Oh, um, they've been in it three times. So it's fairly well toasted. Um, <laughs> so I can't go back to driving a truck or driving the tractor or anything like that, mechanicing like I used to. So, yes, short answer. Yeah, this is, I think I've found a different calling in life. I didn't think it would be this sort of thing, and especially you know, being at well, Geraldine High School or you know, Rakapuka College, if you want to sound sophisticated about life. <laughs> but I was never in the, you know, the well, I was in the ten percent of the class that made the top ninety percent possible. Right. Um, yeah, good so idea. to you know, to come away from school and to have published a wee book about life and you know, mental health and positive thinking, it's something I never ever thought I'd do. That's really cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on RCR. If people want to find out more about you, Robbie, what's the best way for them to do that? They might even want to help you out. What's the best way to do that? Um, the best way to uh, have a look is go onto Facebook and look up the Goose Router at Truck This and Truck That, and <laughs> yeah. they'll see all my um, you know, the videos and posts that I talk about life, write about life. But, uh, yeah, everything I do is you know, self-funded. So um, that's why I've done. You know, I've done coffee cups and and uh, hats and you know, my book, um, and that just uh, it's not going to make me millions, but it helps keep the fuel tank full to get to my next event, and that's all I can ask for. Because once I get to the next event, I can help other people out, and that's yeah. like the suppose the sole purpose of life now is uh, out there helping people out that are broken down mentally rather than broken down in a Kenworth. Yeah, which so, is what. Um, a, a possibility, according to you, because they... well, that's dead right. But you never know; they might be broken down mentally in a broken down Kenworth. But that's if the worst they go on and have, yeah. yeah, if they go on and have a look at the page, I'll see what I talk about in life. But there's also a link to a give a little page there as well. Um, that if people want to help me out, um, as I said, yeah, everything is self funded, so if any little bit helps me get out and to the next event. And for the like, we're down in Lower South. South Island for the next five weeks, going to A&P shows and various events, talking to young farmers and lions and that sort of thing. So it's, uh, yeah, anything helps to keep that fuel tank full to keep me going. Robbie Shefford, thanks for the work you do. No worries. Okay. Thank you for the time. The man with a plan and a caravan, and uh, we appreciate you coming on RCR, and people have that information. They can s- seek you out. Good luck, and keep on doing what you're doing. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to RCR, Reality Check Radio. If you like what you're listening to or dislike what you're listening to, either way, we want to hear from you. Get in touch with us now. 
You can text us with your message to 2057. That's 2057. Or email us at inbox at realitycheck.radio. We would love to hear from you, so connect with us today.